Jesus. And we do, we come right back to you tonight. And we position ourselves at your feet, Lord. We position ourselves beneath your Lordship, oh God. And we, we open ourselves, we surrender our hearts, we say, speak, Lord. Have your way, have your way in your church, have your way in this house. This is your house, and you are the host of this time. So we cede control to you. Corporately, God, as a family, we cede control to the host, to the host of this house. We're not playing church, Lord. We're here to come low, 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 right at your feet. I'll just confess that to him. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of the Lord, whatever that looks like. If that's the posture of your body, if that's just a, a silent prayer, just humble yourself before the Lord tonight. Position yourself at his feet. Position yourself before the glory of the Lord. Become aware that His glory is here tonight. His manifest presence is here tonight. It's like honey. us with the glory of God tonight. May our inner being tremble at a revelation of Jesus Christ. Reveal Christ to us in this room, Holy Spirit. but I feel unction from the Lord to share a few things with us as a house. So I have a deep conviction in my spirit that tonight is a demarcation point for us as a community. And I 
that tonight we we transition from being a church and we become a move of the Spirit of God. And the difference in those two things is how much space we're willing to give the Lord Jesus to move. Genesis 15 the Lord comes to Abraham and Abraham begins to ask the Lord I don't have a child I don't have an heir it's it's a distant relative he's pleading with God you've given me no offspring came to Abram and said this man will not be your heir but one who will come forth from your own body he shall be your heir and he took Abraham outside and said look up to the heavens and count the stars if you're able to count them and God said to Abram so shall your descendants be and Abraham believed the Lord and he reckoned it to him as righteousness God said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of earth, the Chaldeans, to give you this land, to possess it. Abraham said, how will I know? The Lord said, bring me a three-year-old heifer and a three-year-old female goat and a three-year-old ram and a dove and a young pigeon. It says that Abraham takes them, he he cuts the animals in half, he puts them on an altar. And then it says that the birds of prey came down upon the carcasses and Abraham had to drive them away. Meaning that Abraham presented the sacrifice and then he waited. He waited all day long. So long that the, the buzzards began to try to eat the dead carcasses. And then it re-emphasizes us that when the sun was going down, it came about when the sun set that it was very dark and behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a flaming torch which passed between these pieces. And on that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram saying, to your descendants, I've given this land. From the river of Egypt, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates so God spoke to Abram and all Abraham did was he obeyed and then he waited he waited so long that the birds of prey began to come he waited so long that it became dark pitch dark but as he waited the Lord descended like fire the next chapter we don't know how much time passes But Sarah says to Abraham, this isn't working. Go into Hagar and make this happen yourself. And he goes into his servant girl and he gives birth to Ishmael. And there's this tension that starts to play out in Abraham's life between the work of the spirit and the work of the flesh. And in Galatians 4, Paul continues on the same theme. And he says, For it's written that Abraham had two sons. He had one by the bondwoman and one by the free woman. But the son of the bondwoman was born according to the flesh. The son of the free woman was born through the promise. This is allegorically speaking. For these women are two covenants, one proceeding from Mount Sinai, bearing children who are slaves. She's Hagar. And now this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia and corresponds to the present Jerusalem 
for she's in slavery with her children. But the Jerusalem above is free. She is our mother. For it's written, Rejoice, barren woman who did not bear, and break forth and shout, you who art in labor. For more numerous are the children of the desolate than the one who has a husband. And you, brothers, like Isaac, are children of promise. But as at that time he who was born according to the flesh persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit, so it is now also. But what does the scripture say? Cast out the bondwoman and her son. For the son of the bondwoman shall not be an heir with the son of the free woman. So then, brothers and sisters, we're not children of the bondwoman, but we are children of the free woman. It was for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm. And do not be subject once again to a yoke of slavery. This this may be a hard word. But so much of what we've been accultured to in the church is Ishmael. It's what we've done of our own, our own gifting, Mm. our own strength, our own preferences, our own, our own, in our own hands. And what God is wanting is like this pure bride, pure church. We look at the disciples. They walk through the purification of the cross. And then they're instructed like Abraham to go build an altar of prayer and to wait. As they waited upon the Lord, the Lord was faithful and he showed up with his manifest glory. And the church was birthed in glory this is what Paul is saying that Jerusalem above is free but the present Jerusalem that he was speaking to was in slavery in the disciples born of glory they would go to the same temple that the Jews were going to they'd go for the hour of prayer But the Jews were in bondage at that temple. But the church was at the same temple, but they were free. They were born of glory. Same place, same location. But there was one group that was free, one group that was bondage. One group was Ishmael, the other was Isaac. Born of the spirit versus born of the flesh. And there's persecution between that which born of the flesh and that which is born of the spirit. There's a persecution within ourselves. There's a war inside of us between that which is born of the flesh, that which is born of the spirit. And so much of what we have been discipled into in the church has not been born of the glory of God. It's been born of flesh. It's Ishmael. It's not Isaac. And as the scripture says, cast out the bondwoman and her son. Repudiate Ishmael from your midst. Refuse to come. Refuse anything that is of your own strength. What I think this may help practically put this on is I uh,
When I was 17 years old, the Lord birthed this prayer in my heart. And for about five years, I prayed it. And I would go out. It was, it was out in a little bit uh, north of Eagle. I would go out to these, uh, these dirt fields at night. And the Lord birthed this prayer that I'd put myself, I'd put my, my face in the dirt. And I'd pray, God, humble me so that I know without you, I'm nothing but dirt. And I'd pray that. It was like water to my soul every time I'd pray that. It's kind of a crazy prayer, but it felt like grace to me. And he, he likes that prayer, I found out. And he, he started answering that prayer bit by bit by bit by bit. But there was this breaking point in my life that I won't go into long details, but about five years later, I, I, I had a confrontation with the flesh. I, it was exposed. It was as if the Lord stripped me bare and I saw the flesh. I saw that deep, deep, deep propensity to take things into my own hands. And it broke me. And I was on a long walk one day at Coronado State Beach in San Diego. It's a popular beach. There were people around, but I didn't, I didn't really care. I was just so appalled, I guess would be the word, at the work of the flesh in my life. I was praying for hours at the time. I would wake up and pray. I was, I was praying probably five hours a day. I mean, I was zealous for the Lord. But the flesh, that propensity to take it into my hands, it, it all just kind of unraveled. And I saw Ishmael, and I, I fell on my face on that beach, and I put my face in the dirt, the sand, and I just started chewing it. And it was like the only way that I knew how to pray to God, how desperately I needed him. It was like, Lord, it's just not in me. Like I tried really hard. I've been zealous and I'm just a mess. It all comes back to me, selfish, broken, dysfunctional. And I chewed it. And about two days later, I had the breakthrough of my life. And the Lord, it was like he, it was like he broke an iron dome that was over my head. It was like this this pride and this fear and it was just no matter what I did I always kept hitting this threshold and it broke and he met me and he breathed his life into me he touched me with his glory changed me changed everything about me and it, it was it was that place that was the birthing place of of any of the ways that God's used me these last you know those 10 years ago um, but about a week ago I it was like the Lord brought me back. He brought me back to that beach. And it's hard to exactly put to words what took place inside of me, but I was on my face worshiping. And it says in Acts 11, Peter's talking about how the Gentiles were saved. And he says that God gave them the gift of repentance. And I was reading that, that's, that's what the Lord did. He gave me, I was worshiping and he gave me, it was like the gift of repentance came upon me. And I saw that, I, I, I didn't mean to, and I've cleared this up with the Lord, so we're good. I didn't mean to, but it was like, God, I, I deep down thought that to see, uh, to see you move, to see a, revival to see a move of your spirit like it was I was gonna have to like express all this gifting like I thought it was on me to 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 maximize this gifting that you've given me like this revelatory anointing or this spirit of prayer or like whatever it is and uh I'm on my face and the Lord just said, why don't, 
just come back. Just come back to the dirt. <laughs> it was like so liberating. He's like, just come back right there. It's like, because when you're in that dirt, chewing that sand, he said, you had no preferences. You had no form. You had nothing to offer. You had nothing that was profound. You had nothing but a desperate cry for me. <laughs> and it was just come back, just come back. And man, all this stuff just unearthed in my heart. Felt like it was like the pride and junk and managing like how do we bring the whole church and how do I how do we make it so that new people like it and deep people like it and how do I preach so that new believers have it and the deep have it and how do we worship long enough so the spirit moves but not too long so that people don't get bored and this and that it was like all this just started uprooting 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 and the Lord said all I need you Jordan to do is put your mouth back in that sand he said and I will my glory will come through that jar of clay and I just I've just been in repentance it was like God circumcised my heart he circumcised the flesh he circumcised these deep places that I couldn't even see Ishmael what do I need to take into my hands to make it happen Lord and I'm done I'm done because it's wore me out like 10 years to get right back to the same place but I love his timing and I love his ways and I love my journey and I love our journey but I, I just I feel this conviction inside of me tonight that like there's just no more space for Ishmael anymore here and that starts in my own heart this is his house like it's his house he's the host of his house we're gonna make it what he wants if he wants us to worship for five hours you know, he can worry we can we'll do it and I'm not saying you know it's not a form I don't have a form I just I don't even know what I'm saying. It's not, this isn't eloquence. I'm just offering you my dirt. And I'm trusting that God's glory is here. In Acts 2, after the Holy Spirit comes, the, the crowd watching ask a really good question. They say, what do we do? And Peter says, repent, that times of refreshing can come upon you from the presence of the Lord. And I, I, I have a, a conviction inside of me that the Lord is just giving us a gift of repentance as a people. A repentance for, for being satisfied with Ishmael being satisfied coming to the house of the Lord being satisfied if we hear a good message being satisfied if if our preferences get met being satisfied based on our own emotional experience of what church is like just like self it's like God just it's like he wants self out so that we could just come to the house of Jesus.
for Jesus. And it's more than words. I think it's a revelation of the heart. But there's something, there's like foreskin. It's the flesh. I just think the Lord's cutting away. And it's like a numbing or a dullness. You know, we lost first love. You know, when you're in first love, you could probably sing any song. And you'd love it. The Lord, I I had to repent for how my hunger had become dull without even realizing it. I heard this, it was this, this really, he's this 90 year old preacher. And I think he's losing his memory a little bit, but he preached. I heard him preach on a Thursday and then he preached again on a Sunday and he preached the same message. And I got bored. And I was sitting there with my kind of critical lens on. And the Lord said, Jordan, a hungry, everything tastes good to hungry ones. And I said, Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I've been satisfied with Ishmael. To repent of how I kind of get critical. It's not this. It's not polished. It's not. your glory God I want his glory so my commitment to use is not really to a form I have no idea what the form is I don't even know what I'm doing right now I had nothing planned I'm not committed to a form I don't want a dead form I want his glory and And deeper than that, it's because that's the deep cry of God. God literally longs to manifest in time and in space. And that's why you see this fascination with the house of God all throughout this book. It starts with God building himself a house in Eden. And it's this whole redemption story of the reclamation of the house of God on the earth. Because God wants to manifest his glory in time and space. And if a people will say yes to that, it will, I think it just go low. And say, what do you prefer? What do you want? What what do you want church to look like tonight? What do you, like, what does worship look like to you? What is, what is Christianity to you? Like, if, if we'll acquiesce and let him teach us what his house is like, we'll build him a house that his glory will fill. The honey of heaven, that weighty, weighty, manifest, glorious, heavy, kabod, the Shekinah. The church was never meant to be an Ishmael. We were never meant to know what church is apart from that glory. To understand church void of glory is Ishmael. That's the creation of the flesh. I'm not pointing a finger at anybody. I'm simply looking to Jesus and humbling myself and saying, God, we'll provide the sacrifice. You provide the fire. That's church. We come to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice that the fire of God, the glory of God, the presence of God would consume. And if that doesn't happen, 
I don't really want it because it's not the church that we read about. We're not an illegitimate son. We're the body of Christ. The church was birthed in glory. She's to remain in glory. She's to emanate glory. I'm just convicted of it. So I uh, I let go of the clock. I I let go of trying to toe the line between going deep into the heart of God and then making sure all of you will stay. I want you to stay. But I'm not going to try to make you happy. (laughs) And I don't see that in an adversarial way. I think I'm just like, I want the glory of God. I am going to come to the house of the Lord day by day by day. And I'm going to put my face in the dirt and say, God, your glory through this jar of clay. And I'm not going to move till it comes. You know, and if he wants me to preach, I'll preach, but I'm not going to preach till I tell his glory's here. So if we have to wait, we'll wait. And if it's lame, it'll be lame. But it's like, I just, I just, I just know he's He's wanting to teach us. Like, I just know He's wanting to teach us. But you guys, it starts with first love. And first love awakens when Ishmael goes. And I, honest to God, don't even know if half of what I'm saying makes any sense to you. <laughs> but I just, I just want to give an opportunity. There, there's an altar here. And the Lord is circumcising hearts tonight. And He wants to awaken first love. He wants to He wants to bring you back to that place where everything tastes good. Where every song's beautiful. Where you're so in love, you know, that it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore. God's grace is like water. It flows to the lowest places. And the humble will always find that water. The Ishmael will always persecute Isaac. The flesh will persecute the spirit. Even in the midst of the room, there'll be a fight. Even within ourselves, there'll be a fight sometimes. Ishmael's proud. It's the flesh itself. Isaac is meek. It's dependent. It's Abraham at the altar of God all day. Isaac will get the water. Ishmael will never get the water. If you don't want to let go of the flesh, you're going to hate this place. And I want you to hate this place if you don't want to let go of the flesh. So the flesh has no place in the house of God. It has no place in the worship of Jesus. This is not about us. Like there's nothing about this place that is about us. It's just not about us. And I think the Lord knows our heart cry is to get there. And I don't understand his ways. It takes time sometimes, but I just, I feel there's a shift in the room tonight. If you want to come to the altar of the Lord, just come. If you want to get low before the Lord, get low. And I don't think the Lord's done here. We may be at our time threshold, but I don't think it's His time threshold.
I just encourage you to literally posture yourself as low as you can go. Like your face as low as it can go. We thank you for the gift of repentance. It's not nasal gazing. It is the the surgeon of heaven cutting away, cutting away the flesh, cutting away the propensity to look to Hagar, cutting away the temptation to go to Hagar. left to resist you, God. Cut away our preferences. Cut away our labels. Cut away what what we say is God and what we say isn't. Cut away what we think is good and what we think isn't. Cut away what we prefer and fill us with what you prefer. Just, just circumcise our hearts and bring us back to the beginning to the place where we got saved as a gift of grace by no doing of ourselves you stepped in and saved us it wasn't because we had you figured out it wasn't because of the hours that we prayed wasn't because of the the badges that we wore or the miracles that we'd seen or the anointing that we walked in or the giftings that we carried it wasn't because of any of that God it was because we recognized our need for you let that heart cry come forth that at the core of who you are the core of man is a cry for the glory of God and we, we get tricked we get tricked into other things but the Lord knows because he made that cry just give vent to that cry that at the core of man is a cry for God (laughs) it's that simple at the core of man is a cry for God
your glory God we don't really want to just go to church week after week God we want to be a part of the adventure of the gospel of Jesus Christ seasons or whatever we've labeled it for all the ways we justify the diminishing of the lamp of first love we're sorry Lord for the thing we've made it and we're coming back to you because it's all about you it's all about you Jesus we're so sorry for how casual we've been when we come here to your house 
casual hopes flippant and if we we come or not God not that we've lost the fear of the Lord that we've lost that trembling in our knees that we're coming to the house of glory circumcise us God Disturb us, Lord. Disturb us. Disturb Ishmael tonight, Jesus. Disturb it. Disturb it. Disturb it. Disturb it. Disturb it. Disturb it. Gift us repentance, God. Oh, that we would have clean hands and a pure heart. Clean hands and a pure heart, God. Clean hands, clean hands and a pure heart. Clean hands, pure heart. Oh, God. special cry. This is the inheritance of the church. Clean hands, sanctifying spirit. Oh, the baptizer in fire. Purify, 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 purify. Purify the flesh, God. Sanctifying spirit. For our sakes, you sanctified yourself, that we would be sanctified in truth. Sanctify us, God. Sanctify us, God. That a spiritual death would take place here tonight, and a resurrection would ensue. This is the simple gospel. Our shame for your glory, God. Sanctify, 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 fire of God. Sanctify, move God, move God, move God. It's a sanctifying first love. Sanctify us with first love. Sanctify us with first love, not just the words, but power, God. Not just the words, first love, but power, God. The power of first love. The pure heart, oh God. expanding you tonight 
is enlarging your capacity. goes tonight bitterness goes bitterness and jealousy he is uprooting I see a root of bitterness and jealousy he's uprooting he's uprooting he's uprooting it's love it's love
minister to the Lord. Just keep giving, keep giving, minister. The Spirit's willing, go a little deeper. You cannot outgive Him.
temptation at the altar. We leave the opinions of man at the altar. We leave our influence at the altar. And we say, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. Build you your house, God. Go 